Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. Tonight, I would like to share with you guys something that's very dear to my heart. It's a big part of my testimony coming into this church. Um, so Pastor Daniel mentioned 2011, November, my husband and I were going through um, one of the biggest trials that we had ever gone through. We had literally felt like we had been soccer punched in the stomach. And we had whirlwind and gave up. We had actually even, as we looked at the situation and we looked at what was going on, we felt very defeated and felt like that there was no hope that that would probably never, ever even have a breakthrough there. As we, um, at the same time, were looking for a church, we had been in transition about a couple of years, and we wa walked into this church. I think there was, Ivan Tate was actually the guest speaker, and um, met Car Minister Carol in the parking lot at the time. She was Car just Carol. But anyways, we walked in, and we sat down way up front because the place was packed. <laughs> Pastor Daniel came up front, did his little swirl, turned around, and went to go introduce Pastor, or the Ivan Tate and. He says, I have a prophetic word for this couple over here. Of course, I'm looking around like, which couple? <laughs> but anyways, um, lo and behold that I didn't know what that would start and what would even where it would take me to. But at the time, God had really started preparing our hearts to be able to be healed and have us go through what we did. Pastor Daniel walked over and prophesied over my husband and I, and he said that 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 is lost God will bring back. And he had no idea what we were going through, but God did. But God did. At that time, I have never felt, we had, we were, like I said, we were very devastated. We were very hurt. But my immediately, the Spirit of God just arose in me. The joy and the faith just came up. And I'm like, dude, something's different here. <laughs> that prophetic word really spurred me on. And just like it says in the scripture, it says, let us consider in Hebrews 10, 24, let us, not, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. What well, didn't even stop there. Whenever we left, went to go leave the church, pastor met us at the door. And he asked us, how was the prophetic word like he normally does? And my husband actually shared his heart with him at the time. He had actually not shared with anybody before that. It was something that he kept there because he didn't want to expose it. When he shared it with him, pastor was compassionate, but he also looked at him and says, how's your fasting and how's your praying? Is that spurring you on for good works? He didn't just tell us that we needed, that it'll be okay, but he told us, work, press into those things that God has for you. We had attended church for about a couple of weeks. And we had gone down to see my family down in Oklahoma. So obviously we were gone. And lo and behold, we get a phone call. <laughs> Wanted to check up on us, make sure you're okay. That's the Connect Department, right? <laughs> we were touched so much by this church, how personal church. Remember my husband pulling the phone back going, who does this? Who, who calls you and like follows up and checks in on you? This church does. And that's what I love about it. So... Ever since then, November 2011, my husband and I have been doing life here at King's. I would love to tell you right now, to this day, I would love to tell you that those 10 years, or I guess it's really 11 if you do the math right, those 11 years that we have been attending here, that breakthrough is done. 
and that I could say it's over, but it's not. But I also want to tell you that to this day, my faith is stronger than I've ever had before. It is, I can see that that is unnatural. I can see that in God that it's going to be done and over with, but I don't see it in the natural. And as you notice at the beginning of, the, of my sermon, I guess it's called, <laughs> it's just something different for me. Um, I said that it is in the, when you look at the circumstance, it pulls you down and it doesn't let you see what faith has for that. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So I see what God sees. So let me bring to an example. Let's think of an airplane, a jet plane that a lot of times we fly on. Stop and think about the jet. Stop and think about the, propel the propellers, the actual jet engines, the force that it takes to be able to excel it, to make it to go up. Think of how big and how heavy it is and how much weight it actually carries, but it actually excels and goes over the top of the world. It goes above and beyond, it excels above it. I want you to think of the power that's behind that. In that same way, God created you and me to be powerful. We are created in God's image. We're not created in what we see around us. We're not created in what people have spoke over us. We are created in God's image. And that is way more powerful even than a jet plane. A jet plane. plane. <laughs> so a jet plane is, goodness, a jet plane is also a plane that is made to excel above and beyond. It doesn't go up and down. You don't see it driving around on a street. It's made to ex excel, to go above and beyond. Actually, it's pulled, I think, when it's down on the ground because it can't really like maneuver around like, it, like it's supposed to up in the air. In that same way, we are, supposed, we are created to be able to excel above and beyond when those trials hit our, hit our, our lives. We are to overcome that because of who God is. In Jeremiah 1.5, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. So therefore, we need to realize who we are in Christ to be able to overcome those things. Isaiah 40.31 says, But those who wait on the Lord... They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen, right? What I want to emphasize to you is that what it took place in our lives during that time was the pressure and crushing. And not just the pressure, it was the pressure and crushing of the trial itself, but also when I learned by the teaching of the word and the different things around me to press into those things that God has for me. It created such faith and such a spiritual strength in me to be able to overcome. Through this trial, as I pressed in on God, our faith has arisen. God has shown us to pray without ceasing, pulling down those strongholds, take a hold of those things and fight for it. I never realized that sometimes when something hits us, we sit back and we think, oh man, we don't realize who we are, that we can actually take a hold of that and and make, command it to leave us and command it to, come, to break down. Also, um, some of the life group leaders and different ones that I remember Scott and I first came into the church. Um, I was in the, actually the first time I ever 
joined a team. It was the iDesk with Anita Rose and Tammy Lanaville. <laughs> I remember that. So we pressed in and we got involved in the church. Like the pastor had said, we had noticed that if we sat idle, if, we, if I sat at home and, and did whatever I was doing otherwise, if I didn't press into those things and serve and be able to get my mind off of those things that were happening around me, Otherwise, I would spiral. I really would. It, was, it would tear you down. It pulls you down. You start thinking about it. And so I found myself, if I serve unto others, then that, that sharpening between each other helped encourage one another. It's very critical in the church that we do that. Some of us have um, the life groups that I've led or the ones that I've attended. Many of you guys have encouraged me in even the life groups that I have done. And have told me that um, as I was sharing the word myself, they would look at me and say, Tammy, one day that trial will be over. And so that encouragement is always needed. So I really encourage you guys to get plugged in somewhere in the church. Ephesians 6, 12, it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. We are the winner, <laughs> right? We win with God. Scott and I got involved. I already said that, sorry. God showed me in my heart that there was unforgiveness in this situation with this um, trial that we were going through, and that I needed to be able to forgive that person. Even though I had said I'm sorry, even though I had actually gone through the steps that I thought was correct, God had showed me in a dream that I needed to actually go to the person and ask them to please find it in their heart someday to forgive me. So I remember one day after I was a volunteer here in the office with Maylene, and I rushed to the house and I set up a time to be able to meet with that person and I met with them and I had told the person I really was sorry that if there was any way at all that they could meet me and to forgive me in my heart that to forgive what I've done even though what I did, I didn't think I even was doing anything wrong, but it offended them. Whatever I did, it offended, and God told me to go and do this. So I was obedient in that. That person at the time, they couldn't forgive me. They told me that, sorry, I can't do this right now. And I said, well, I, I pray that one day you can ask that you can find forgiveness in me, for me. So I left, and I never forget it because I felt the presence of God when I walked back into the house. I think even my husband had said, what just happened to you? And I says, I don't know. I says, but boy, do I feel the presence of God. It was a Wednesday night. We came to church. I was sitting right back over there. We worshiped the Lord, and then all of a sudden, here comes um, Sarah Mitchell. She walked up beside me, and she says, Oh, Tammy, I had a bad dream about you. She says, I, I, I just need to tell you. I feel like I need to tell you. And I'm like, okay. She says, you were like in the church. All of a sudden, you fell over. You were dead. And I'm like, you guys, call 911. Tammy's dead. And so she says, and then literally, it's, she goes, I know it's weird, but I turned around, and I looked, and you were walking back in, and you were just full of the presence of God. And I just started weeping. I was like, God... You, I've crucified myself. No matter what I thought I did right or wrong, it doesn't matter what we think. If God tells you to do it, step out. I didn't see the seed of that, but that's okay. There was a seed that was planted, and I'm believing that that will transform that person's life. So I know that I did what was right in believing and being obedient to what God has done. I encourage you to be obedient to what God is telling you to do. 
Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is a living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intention of the heart. So God knew the tension in my heart, but he still wanted me to be able to love that person unconditionally, completely. At least show it. It doesn't matter if you feel like you already did. Do it again. <laughs> you know, it's important that we get into a life group and to help others and that we help each one of us to grow in those things of God. We all grow. It doesn't matter where we're at. doesn't matter if I've been serving God for... 30-something years <laughs> where I'm still growing. It doesn't matter how far you're into serving God. You, you need to be in a church and serving God and doing those things with each other to be able to get in a life group. Be involved. Prophetic words were spoken over us several times. How, would, how he would turn it, these things around. And how we would take that word and remind ourselves that, that they were, what was going to happen. And then we'd also write it down. Then God um, said that he would do it. And I, at times, would think, oh, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. God, it's going to happen. I know it is. And I'd tell Scott, and yes, we would see a little bit of a breakthrough. We would think it's there. I think it's been three or four times we've seen, like, almost complete breakthrough. But it's still not there. It's still not there. But God is working. Sometimes the ground is harder than we look at it, and it's got to be tilled. It's got to be dug up. So Revelation 1.3, it says, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep that is written in, for the time is near. So write it down, stand on it, and again, stand on it. Doesn't matter what you see, read your prophetic word and ask God to fulfill it, what he said he would do. One time I was even standing back in the back over there. And the reason I'm sharing each one of these, because it's a process, it's things that, that God builds your faith up. He continues to build you. Um, I was standing in the back, and worship was going on. Somebody, I heard my name called, and I immediately leaped because I thought it was somebody that I knew that I was bleeding for a breakthrough. And I literally heard the person's voice, and I immediately knew it was somebody that I thought it was. Immediately I turned, I saw that person. No lie, it was the person that I saw. And I was like leaped in this faith. And I was like, <gasps> literally just overwhelmed. And then I turned and it was Sheree. I was like, whoa, I think that was an open vision. <laughs> because I never had that. And then it was like, wow. And then I just started bawling. I was like, God, you're going to do it. I know you're going to do it. And so again, again, and again, he showed us over and over through the 10 years, even though it's not done, one day it will. So through the crushing, through the different pressing, different things like that, whenever we go through things, keep pressing on. Keep your eyes on God and keep pressing into those things that God, be obedient. Be obedient. Whatever he tells you to do, I, I wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> this is not what I had like on my checkoff list, my bucket list. No. But to do things for God, yes. I told God, yes, I will do whatever you ask me to do. And that's what I told him I would do, whatever it may look like. So just say yes. So you can't have a resurrection without a crucifixion. 
So look at your life and realize what is it that may need to be crucified that you can have that resurrection and that, that thing that you're believing in. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. And that is what God has done. So if you are going through family hurts, you've gone through personal failures, you've gone where people have just outright wronged you, just keep your eyes on God. Get into a life group, serve on a team, get in the word, hear God's word here, get into early morning prayer, press in, saturate yourself with the presence of God. It's a phenomenal here, you guys. I've been in many churches. Like Pastor says, there's something new here, something fresh. God is outpouring his spirit. Let him be fresh and anew in your heart each and every day. So experience God, sorry, experience life with people, power, and purpose here at the church. Love you guys. Thank you for letting me share. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to King's Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.